Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Reading the Bible can be difficult. Not to mention understanding it. Having a disability, whether blindness or another, can be difficult too. Sometimes a person wonders if God is even there. Yeah, but in room 4216... God shows us his path and we find... We are not alone. Hi, everyone. It's Pastor Dave. Uh, and uh, uh, who am I again? Oh, oh. Cecilia. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm Cecilia. C-E-C-I-L-A. Leah. Leah. I'm Cecilia. Glad to be with you again. And with you, too. So, Pastor Dave, mm-hmm. back to my question from last mm-hmm. week. Does God really bring trouble into our lives? Mm-mm. I see our time is all up. No, and I don't have time no, for any questions. <laughs> nope, nope. Sorry. I don't think so. You're not going to get out of it that easily. <sighs> my doorbell is ringing. I got to go get it. Uh, I didn't hear a doorbell. The dog needs to have his diaper changed. Diaper changed? Didn't know the dog wore a diaper. <sighs> okay. Before I answer it directly, mm-hmm. we got to go back a little bit and get a running start. Last week, we looked at the life of Job, and we saw he was a blessed man. Yes, uh, he, uh, was, uh, he was in favor with God and loved God and such. Had riches, a family, and kids, and, and was devout. And then all of a sudden, one thing after another, blink, 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 he all, lost it all gone. And we saw that in all of this, even though it was gone, he continued to trust in God. Okay, that's the setting of the scene. Mm -hmm. There is another way to view this other than from Job's perspective. We could view it from mm, behind the scenes. Below the scenes? Above the scenes. Uh, Beside the scenes? Before the scene? Uh, I mean, uh, between the scenes? (laughs) Let's uh, see what else happened besides just the earthly story of Job. Job chapter 1, beginning at verse 6. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming through the earth and going back and forth in it. Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God from nothing? Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse your face. Very well, then. Everything he has is in your hands. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) 
If you only knew what was going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But wait, there's more. More? On another day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came to present himself before him. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? From roaming through the earth and going back and forth in it. Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. Skin for skin, a man will give all he has for his own life, but stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. Very well, then. He is in your hands, but you must spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. So, now that we've seen it from an earthly point of view, And from a heavenly point of view, what do you say? Does God bring trouble into our lives? So, Cecilia, with this question, I'm kind of wondering, why do you want to know whether it's God who sends the evil or not, before I even answer it? Uh, why do I want to know? Because I want to know who to blame, that's why. Okay, all right, and that's fair. Um, So if it is God, you're going to raise your fist and say, you did this to me. Yeah, maybe. Well, if it's the devil, I'm going to do the same thing. Okay. And what if it's yourself? Uh, Why would I bring trouble into my life? Uh, Because of your sinful nature. But... And this really points to the whole issue of, of evil in our world. We really did bring it upon ourselves. But now I'm not going to skip the question you asked. Uh, I, am I was going to say, okay, so you're going to just blame me and let you know, that be that here. Well, the Bible does talk about Adam and Eve saw the fruit. God told them, don't eat of it. And what did they do? They desired it because they wanted to be like God. They wanted to be in charge and they wanted to do everything. And God stepped back and said, okay, that's what you choose. You can be God. Let's see how you do with it. And we have the muck and mess we're in right now. Okay, now you're blaming Adam and Eve for all of this. Well, and we're their descendants, so we bring it upon ourselves as well. But let's go back to, did God do this? Actually, we have to say no. God did not create evil, nor does he technically bring evil. 
Now, I'll come back to Job's comment in a second that we uh, really brought to. But first, we have to say that. Because in its essence, we have to know that God is good. Because if God is not good, if he does bring evil, we don't have a chance. But no, definitely not. Because then he could turn against us at any time. Well, I don't care. I'm not going to keep my promise. Because that's part of what evil would be. But if we accept and cling to that basic thing of who God is and that God is good, that he's all-powerful, all-present, all these basic things that if there is a God, if he is that, then he also has to be good. Otherwise, the whole world is neutralized it's, uh, and, and, and it explodes like on Star Trek when matter and antimatter come together and the universe is gone. <laughs> mm. I'd always loved that when they talked about the, the matter and the antimatter touching and it could uh, destroy the universe. There is a point where it can. And that would be if God brings evil. If we want to accept that God did not bring evil but only good, then the question is, well, then where did it come? Mm-hmm. And with my previous answer about Adam and Eve, I'm, I'm going to skip that for the moment and, and, and present a different picture. I remember when my girls were growing up, there were many times they would be about to do something and the thought would cross my mind, should I stop them? Or should I just let them and let them learn from their mistakes? Mm. Uh, Whether it be walking, and if any baby, infant, going to be toddler is going to walk, they are going to fall. But if parents always grab them and stop them from falling, they'll never walk. Same with riding a bike. I remember when Tori was first starting to ride a bike, and Meg, um... Yeah, uh, it was actually my wife and a friend who would get on the bicycle behind them and kind of walk behind, holding, steadying it, and then they'd start pedaling, pedal, pedal, pedal faster. It was in the grass, and they'd start be pedaling, and then the, uh, either my wife or Susan would let go, and sometimes they did fine, but sometimes it was boom. Crash, yes. Yep. And when there was a crash, there was usually a skin knee or a leg or something. But by doing this, they learned, and then they were able to ride the bike. And that's really the whole concept behind a muscle, whether it be walking or anything. In order to make it strong, first you break it down. That's what weightlifting does, so that then it'll it'll bounce back and be stronger the next time. And so God, he could stop, step in, absolutely, and stop all evil from happening. He'd have to stop the world, though. Because if he drew the line, okay, I'm not going to let Cecilia get hurt. Okay, I'm not going to let Dave get hurt. Well, where does he draw the line? Only them. Then other people would say, that's not fair. You're not being fair to me. You should stop it when bad is happening to me. And God being not only the giver of good things, he also is just. And therefore, he'd have to stop all evil. But if he did that, then he'd stop the world. He'd stop us being in heaven. And we'd all be in hell. So God went a different way. All right, I'm going to step back like a parent watching it happen. And I think I will work good from this, which I didn't bring, but was brought about in a different way. I'm going to work good out of this.
all right. Oh, wise and knowledgeable, scholarly and reverent David Andrus. Hmm, finally, the recognition I deserve. <laughs> yeah, right. Prove it. Oh, hmm, well. Um, and I suppose you mean from the Bible? From the Bible. Okay, um, Genesis. Joseph, one of the twelve sons of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob. Jacob, yeah. I, I, I can never remember that. I always have to do that Abraham, Isaac, Jacob thing. He was one of the twelve brothers, and he was kind of obnoxious and, and, and smug and arrogant. I'm better than you guys. I got this colorful robe from Daddy, and he thinks I'm the best. And I've had dreams from God. He told me what things are like, and you'll bow down and worship me. Okay, that was Joe. What did the brothers do? Do you remember? Uh, well, yeah, they, they didn't like it. And um, ten of them mm-hmm. sold him into slavery. They were going to kill him, but they decided, now nah, let's sell him into slavery instead. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you remember what happened then years, years, and years? Well, first, Joseph was in uh, first in uh, Potiphar's house. He was the uh, captain of the guard. A uh, good, prestigious situation. And he thought it was everything fine. But then he was uh, um, a question morally because uh, uh, his, wife, uh, his wife wanted to So he was then fun. in prison for a long time. But then he was raised up because of dreams he had that were fulfilled about a famine. And he prepared Egypt, and there was lots of food in Egypt and nowhere else. And then what happened? Uh, well, these these ten people came uh-huh. humbly begging in Egypt, trying to buy food. And uh, Joseph recognized them. As um, his brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you remember what Joseph did? Ah, I'm going to get you and smite swords. Did he do that? No. No. He actually forgave them. Um, And I looked up the reference. It's in uh, Genesis 45, verse 8. Joseph literally says to them, You did not send me to Egypt, but God did. So... And then, one more step, one more step. Then they uh, uh, finally went back, got their father, and brought him down, because Joseph said, I'll take care of dad and you. But then the father died, and then the brothers thought, oh my gosh, she's only doing this because of dad. But then in, in um, Genesis 50, verse 22, again, Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. What's cool about this, there's three points. I read this in a devotion from uh, Lutheran Charity, what's it called? Lutheran Church Charities. Thank you, thank you. And if any of you are interested for a daily devotion, it's, it's, it's recorded. It's kind of cool, kind of neat. Just send me an email, I can pass on the info. They pointed out in this devotion that this happened for three reasons. One, uh, well, not happened for three reasons, but three things we conclude. One, we need to remember where we came from, and that Joseph had sinned, but God worked in his past, bringing him up, even out of prison, to work good. Second, we can, can and should acknowledge that we have sin in us. And then third, 
God works even in bad, just like Joseph said, to work out good. You meant it for evil, God meant it for good. So this is proof in showing that God works good out of evil, even though he is not the instigator of the evil, he is at work to remind us, to bring us to repentance, acknowledgement, and then to work good from it. It's all nice to say that what God made is good, but... But, oh, that's an interesting word, but. Do you know what I heard somebody say to me once when you used the word but? Yes, you've told me. Oh, and tell the listeners, please. You are having too much fun with this. I am, I am. If you say but, it erases everything else in the sentence. Which tells me you don't like that answer. Okay, I'll accept that. You don't like the answer. That God's involved. Anything else? I want a straight answer. Blindness is considered an evil. Ah, so there we go. That's the rub. You don't like being blind, do you? To be honest, no. Probably I a mean, lot of us don't. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've never known any other way, but... Yeah. But there's a lot I'd like... I'd like to know what it's like just to see yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. See what it's like, and, and you hear about it, and you think those who are sighted, they have such freedom, they can just hop in their car and go anywhere, and, and they'll they have jobs. They can read recipes, they have jobs. And they'll go, and yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not a perfect world for them. I, I understand that. No, it is not. My wife, if she were here, she would just, yeah, driving those cars and, and, and getting the mere accidents and the heart attacks and, and being run over. That's no fun. But if she had And then a she would go on to say about uh, having red hair, uh, being a problem when she was growing up and she didn't like it. And then there is the fact that just because a person is sighted doesn't mean that they're going to have a job. I know a lot of people who are unemployed right now who have sight, who have hearing, who have a body. Okay, but if they had a choice, would they trade sight for not sight, most of them? I don't know if they would or not. Probably they'd say so, and yet, here's really where it comes down to. Where where did this ramble off to first? Uh, What what are we studying? uh, Well, we were studying Job, the last I knew. Job, that's right. Who was Job again? He was the guy who had lost it all, huh? Right. And his wife even said, why don't you curse God and get done with it, right? Yes. What did Job say to that again? I think it was about verse 9 or 10 of chapter 2. Can you turn to that? Yeah. I think it's verse 10. Verse 10. He replied, You are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we... uh Shall we accept good from God and not trouble... Okay, the book of Job and what we're studying here is not going to be an answer key like a science book or an encyclopedia or a dictionary. Look it up, boom, you've got your answer that is going to cover everything because life has a lot of variables. What Job is saying is a very important thing, though. 
That is, we do get good from God. Can you name me three things that are good that God has given you, please? Chocolate. Uh-huh. What else? Uh, um, uh, the lunch we had today. Okay. Uh, and uh, the fact that we can control the temperature in our houses. Okay, there you go. And you haven't even mentioned the voice and the engagement you have with other people. You That's haven't mentioned true. your singing. You haven't mentioned your family relations. You haven't. There's a ton of gifts God gives us. And we sometimes take that so for granted. We forget and we just think those are ours. But, you know, God is the one who gives these gifts. We learned that in James. And so true. if some trouble comes... Should we really be complaining? Because look at all the good he gives and provides. Okay. Which leads really to the final thing that I'm going to say on this subject is... Uh, would you believe I forgot? Hold yeah. on one minute and I'll think about it. Okay, I'm back. I finally remembered. We're going to find in the book of Job, the book of Job is not about where is good and where is evil, but it really is who's God and who's going to be God and, and who is this God and is the God that we trust in one that we believe has our good in mind? When we stop and want to say, God can't give us evil, that's like saying, God must give me everything, everything I want, because everything I think of is good, which countermands what he might think is good for us. Kind of like a child trying to walk. Daddy, don't let me fall. You're mean. No, I'm not mean letting you fall. I'm trying to help you to walk. Sometimes falling means you got to stumble. So what you're saying, what I'm hearing you say, you said earlier mm -hmm. that God does not do evil. Correct. God is good. As we say, God is good all the time. Everywhere. Yeah. And so God does not do evil. God only does good. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing that must follow is that if God makes us blind. It well, okay, I will answer that. I don't know. There are some people who are blind because they wanted to check out of this world and so they put a gun to their head to commit suicide and they were shot by their own hand, but they survived the death, but they're blind. Yeah, we talked about that. So for that person, they are blind because of their own deeds. Right. And yet there are other people who are born blind as yourself. It's, it's not cut and dry, but we know that God is involved with our lives and he has made a promise Okay, that he will work good, good. even when things are bad. Okay, then, if God creates good mm -hmm. and, and can only do good mm -hmm. and God makes us blind, then that what must follow from that is that blindness isn't necessarily evil. Right. Now, that's an interesting one to think about. And I know for a lot of people, they're not going to like that and listen to it and hear mm -hmm. it and go, no, no, no. Okay, 
And, I don't and know by that I all like means, there's nothing that straight up says in the Bible that it is or it isn't. Do think about this, though, because God is involved in our lives, and if He is good, He can work good from anything, because He said, all that He does is good. How about we hear from you? We'd like to know. Seriously, if you don't like what we've said, tell us. If you love what we've said, tell us. And if you can, give us some Bible references. We'd love to have that. We will share this with others as well mm-hmm. after we get your permission. So write us at... Info. I-N-F-O. At not-alone. And O-T. The dash signal. And then alone. A-L-O-N-E. Dot... Net, N-E-T. Don't forget to search out Room 4216 from any Facebook page. And always remember, we We are are not not alone. I will lead you who are blind by the ways you have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide you. I will turn the darkness into light before you and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake you. Do come back again to room 4216. Our sincere thanks go to Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn for their interlude music.